Thursday to everybody. We begin week 11. It is the All NFL All City Podcast. Boldy, because so week 11's here, and we got to go on a- AFC North. Yeah, when I've said, so I did the uh, Baltimore-Cleveland game last week down at MM&T Stadium, and uh, I said at that time that every one of these AFC North matchups for the rest of the season is must-see TV. Yeah. Because you're going to see great defenses. You're going to see elite quarterbacks. Um, you're going to see uh, posturing for division wins. And so who can take off right now? So Baltimore is in the third game of a three-game homestand. Three games in, you know, basically 11 days. And so they had a disappointing loss to Cleveland last week. And here comes Cincinnati coming off a, a disappointing loss. So somebody's going to get themselves right. Now, Cincinnati is 5-4. and four. Okay, obviously they got off to a slow start. Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. They, they look bad. But they're back to being healthy. So, to me, Cincinnati has to win. Other than T. Higgins. Who would, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. But, you know, this Trent Irwin is a yeah, good yeah, player. Oh, he is a good player. Tyler Boyd. Caught a touchdown last week. Caught a touchdown pass last week. Like, don't go to sleep on Trent Irwin. This kid yeah. can run. And he's been a he's been a good fourth receiver for him. Oh, yeah. So, like, to me, Cincinnati, if they lose this game, because they go to 5-5, five and five, okay, Baltimore jumps up to 8-3. and three. That's a big, huge – that's two and a half games lead, okay, with seven games to go. So – to me, Cincinnati has to be hungry for this. So it starts like I remember Joe Burrow's first game in Baltimore and Jamar Chase went off. You go back, look, Jamar Chase had 200 yards receiving. He, they couldn't tackle Marlon Humphrey. They tried everything. Like Jamar Chase destroyed him. He's had some big games against Baltimore. And I just feel like if Cincinnati wants to go in on a short week and knock off Baltimore and really jumble that whole AFC North, together. Like, I feel like it's got to start with Joe and Jamar. Like, they're, you can throw it to Tyler Boyd. You can throw it to Trenton Irwin. You can hand off to Joe Mixon. But the sparks fly when Jamar Chase is getting the ball. Yeah, I, I got to expect tonight's going to be all about Chase. And it's like, let's get him. Because remember, uh, against Houston, he was kind of quiet up until the fourth quarter. Exactly. Like, he was... I don't know if it was because of his back was hurting him or he wasn't getting open. I, it's hard to say, but he wasn't getting targets until the end. And then it, it, the, the ball kept coming to him. But, you know, the, the way that um, Zach Taylor and the whole group there kind of move him around, like he's a very difficult guy to game plan for because he can play so many different positions. And he knows every position. So I expect him, you know, to try to get matched up on Brandon Stevens, who's the corner opposite Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I think they're going to test Marlon Humphrey deep with them. Uh, I just think there's a lot of different ways you you got to get him the ball just because he's so sh- physically strong. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's so good yeah. after the catch. Like, I feel like they got to get him involved early in this game. So, the Cleveland defense played really – I mean, th- I mean, we know it's a great unit, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they gave Baltimore some fits they really haven't had before. Look, I, I know there were some points in the game, but it Look, was, outside, it, it was outside of the, the Keaton Mitchell 39-yard touchdown run yeah. around the left corner, they really contained Baltimore. They they did a lot of things with their front. They they mixed up their pass rush and how they were coming after them. Uh, they blitzed their safeties a bunch to get a, an extra rusher to just kind of get Lamar, like, moving. And, and then they contained him. And so he didn't really hurt him. 
very much. They got the one big touchdown to Odell Beckham on a slant route that they gave up. But otherwise, they, they throttled Baltimore, even though they had the lead for, you know, I mean, they got the defensive touchdown, second play of the game. They really throttled them pretty good. Then they stopped them on third downs a bunch. So, look, Cincinnati is not playing great defense. They're giving up a lot of yards on the ground. I would expect Baltimore to get Lamar, Gus Edwards, Keaton Mitchell, like to get their running game going. I got to tell you, I, I expected to see more Keaton Mitchell. He's so explosive. We, we, we talked about him on the pod before. East Carolina, he's electric. I, I thought I'd see more of him. I mean, look. Well, his first touch last week, he went 39 exactly, yards. Exactly. Like, what, what, they forget about him in the second half. Well, they threw, they threw a screen to him for 30. You know, but really, they, they didn't, he didn't get the ball in the second half. They went with Gus Edwards, and, you know, they, it, it, they went away from him for some reason. Like, I'm sure the owner, you know, Steve Bashotti, as much as he loves – because Steve knew, knew, knew his dad, Anthony. Uh, Keaton Mitchell's dad played for the Ravens, Anthony, right, Anthony right. Mitchell. Yep. So he played in the first Super Bowl team. So he was down the sidelines. We talked to him before the game. He's all proud of his son. But, I, I you know, he had nine touches the first game. And he had 139 yards. Like, he needs touches. Yeah, he does, because he's an electric player. This is going to be a, a great game. It's it's stars. Now, the short week, Baldy, like, we always talk about the Thursday night short week, especially for the team that has to travel. Mm-hmm. You know, how real How real is that? Especially if you look at, like, it's Cincinnati that is coming off of, they, they were, they righted themselves, they had the big one against Buffalo in the rematch, then they fall to Houston, and now short week, Got to come and play and and that well, house of hearts. So, you know, back in the old days when I played in Dallas, we always played on Thanksgiving. So that was a short week, and we loved it. And Coach Landry at the time, he always, that week where he played Sunday and Thursday, it was like he had the whole routine set. Like, we weren't going to practice a lot. We're going to walk through. We're going to, like, Mondays was all about, we had a team treatment. We rented out a spa, and we all just did treatment the whole day. So it was, it was a mentality. Like, we're playing two games in four days. It's going to be a mini-buy. But we're going to put everything we have into this thing, mentally, physically. Like, we're going to get ourselves jacked up. We're going to be ready to play like it's Sunday. It might be, like, we're not going to get the practice time. We're not going to get the reps. Those things. But mentally, we're going to be ready to play two games in four days. And I feel like everybody that has to face this has to mentally prepare themselves for this. Because you're not going to feel the same on Thursday, as you did, you know, probably the Sunday before. But you have to prepare yourself for that. You have to say, like, sometimes the mental approach and whatever extra treatment you need, whatever soreness you have, like, you've got to get the adrenaline pumping. Yeah, and that's why it's, especially when you have a division game like that, what what an incredible game it's going to be. Really looking forward to it. So make sure tonight you got it. Ravens and Bengals. Bengals. Ah. All right, coming up, what a treat. A couple things. One, we're going to go Raiders, and we're going to talk to Max Crosby. Max is – The Condor. The Condor. Uh, Max is – there's some people that just change their lives, and they do it in an instant. Max Crosby, he's going to – he changed his life in an instant. Yeah, he did. And he changed everything about his life. Yeah. More power to him, and he is a committed guy – He'll bring up some names that he tries to follow in the, you know, the archives of great athletes in this world. And that Raider thing, he loves. You know what's amazing? I don't know if there's any other team 
that still that Raider thing is real with those guys. I worked for years with Lincoln Kennedy, yeah. Big Link, who is a Mr. Raider. Like that Raider thing is it's like in the building. It doesn't matter if it's Oakland, Los Angeles, or Vegas. The Raiders are outlaws. Lives. They're outlaws. They're outlaws. They're different than the other 31. Their fan base is. Um, it's they they don't want to be like any other team. They want to be different. And so that mystique that Al Davis created, he was the enemy number one of the NFL. Yeah. They're always like chastising yeah. Al about something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the more they did it, the more he liked it. And you know, it was funny because you play for the Cowboys. So it was almost like portrayed as good and evil. Yes. Oh, no doubt. Right? Like Dallas. Oh, yeah. And America's Oakland. team. And then, you know, you got to have the villain. Yeah. Like they're the villain. You know, in your your writings and in your, uh, you know, in all the, you got to have the villain. Like yeah. they were the villain. And, you know, if you ever get to Allegiant Stadium, um, they honor Al Davis with a flame. Well, we'll, the be, there flame. we'll be there for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Sure. And so they, they did a great, this stadium is awesome. But they honor Al Davis on a concourse with this eternal flame. Like Al Davis's spirit with the flame is always on. That's pretty cool. It's that, cool. That's the radar nation. And then also a little bit later on, Professor Baldy. So I have my son, Anthony. Yes. He's got a playoff game tonight, right? So, <laughs> so Ant plays. He's in eighth grade, all right? He plays for Clearview. I, of course, help on the coaching staff. And uh, my man plays right tackle, and he plays – he usually plays linebacker, but we're going to – he needs to play end tonight because we're missing – we're short on the line. Yeah. So how, what perfect is this? We got Professor Baldy. We'll work on a couple of bases. Gives us some tips yeah. before the big game tonight. Well, and then we put him in the film study, too. We showed him a couple. Of, we showed him what Max Crosby and Deion Dawkins were doing That's you right. know, this past weekend. <laughs> so, you'll meet Anthony Jr. with Professor Baldy. Cannot wait for that. But here he is. Max. <laughs> Good. Hey, I'm, this is Anthony Gargano right here. He's What's my up, partner. How we doing, brother? Good he's, to see you. Hey, Max, he's family right here, bro. All right? We can, see, we <laughs> can talk amongst friends right here. He's actually got his son here, too, Anthony Jr. He's got a game tonight, Max. He's a defensive end. I'm showing him plays of yours from the other night, Matt. Max, I'm showing him, like, this is how you got you to gotta be possessed, Jr. You can't just, like, pussyfoot out there. You got to play possessed. I'm teaching him the, the ropes got right it. here. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, hey, Max, we're up here. We're at NFL Films in my office on the third floor. It's where all the magic happens. For the last four years, Max, like watching you up here, just ad admiring the way you just steadily improved. I'm showing Cuz right here some of, uh, some of your video, man. Hey, you know what's amazing is just watching you. You're just relentless. And we, we're, it's funny because – Baldy, look, Max, he's got you, all right? The Condor, the great Max Crosby, the Condor. Well, did, did you love that nickname right off the bat when he gave it to you? I loved it. Um, it it's crazy because the whole fan base, like, started calling me, and now it's, like, my biggest nickname. I have, like, ten different freaking nicknames, but, <laughs> um, you know, the Condor definitely stuck, so I, I roll with it. I love it because, obviously, me and Baldy, you know, we have a great relationship, and – um, yeah, you know, we've we've taken it to the next stratosphere, so it's, it's cool. You know what's interesting, Max, is obviously you're enjoying success, but I told Cuz here, like, don't throw a bunch of platitudes at Max. 
Like, he, all he wants to do is figure out, how do I get better? Like, I told him, that's your whole mantra. doesn't matter what you did last week or the week before. You know, whatever plays you made, your mentality is, I got to get better. I'm going to get better today, 1% better. Like, when did you adopt that mentality, Max? Yeah, um, you know, you're, you're spot on. You know, that's my mind is I'm constantly worried about the next thing and how I can improve. And it, it's really switched for me after my second year. Um, I had a good rookie year. Going into my second year, I had a lot of stuff going on and off the field. Um, and I felt like I took a step back after my second year. So going into my third year, I had to get my shoulder repaired, my hand repaired. And just, you know, it was my first year being clean, like 100% sober doing all that. So for me, it was like, okay, now it's time to take this next step. And like, I literally, I went to LA to go get my surgery with Dr. Elitraj. And um, I sat with my, with my now wife and we watched Last Dance from start to finish. And ironically, I'm wearing a Jordan shirt right now, but... <laughs> I legitimately, like, it sounds corny, but, like, I'm dead serious. Like, I sat down with her. We, we watched the whole last dance from start to finish. And I got my surgery. And after I watched it, I was like, I'm going back. And, like, I'm switching everything. Like, I'm not just going to have a, you know, be a good story. A guy from Easter made it, had a pretty good career. Like, no, like, I want to be the best. And, like, I have that opportunity. I know God has blessed me with the ability. You know, everybody's got talent at the end of the day, but it's who puts in the work and is relentless all year round and does it on a daily basis. And so just seeing Jordan do it and now, like, the guys like Kobe's, like, those are the guys I look up to. Um, it changed. You know, I came back. I switched my nutrition, got my strength staff, got my coaches, and I literally, like, started at ground zero and was like, listen, this is what I want to be. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how the food tastes. I'm going to do everything right, 365. And three and a half years later, like, that's why I'm at this position now. And I know I'm only going to keep going if I just continue to find that 1% every day. And that's why I text Baldy. I'm like, I'm, I always say 1% and more is required. Like, that's how I talk with everybody. And like, cause that's like the, the energy you put in your body and what you feed your brain, like that shit comes to light and it's real. And like, that's how I live my life every single day. And like these last 48 hours, we just played Sunday. I've been in the building nonstop. I've, you know, it just... That's how it goes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the next thing and, and getting to where I want to go. I'll give you a great story from Kobe, right? Because I knew Kobe well from Philadelphia. So when he and Iverson were close, he and AI, and, and they, were, they were in L.A., uh, Sixers played L.A., and they went to dinner. And <laughs> it, it's now about 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And so, you know, Kobe's like, I oh, dropped me off. And so AI is like, you know, Kobe's like, what are you going to do? He goes, like, I'm going to go out now. I'm going to go party. And Kobe said, well, I'm going to go shoot, right? And so he went and shot jumpers while AI, and this story comes from AI, and AI went out while Kobe went to work. And that's you, man. I just, like, that mentality is what makes great players the greatest. Hey, man. No, I 100% agree. Hey, hey, Max, so I've talked to some of your teammates current and former. And there I go, the only way Max could play at this level, every snap, the energy they play start to finish is if he practices this way. And nobody really wants to practice that way. But I know you do. So what do the guys say? Like, Max, I know you're not taking it easy on anybody out there. Like, you're going like it's game day, right? Every day? Every single day. They hate me. But they <laughs> love me, you know? <laughs> right. They it's a love-hate. <laughs> Yeah, it's a love hate. You know, they want, they know what, you know, what I'm coming with. Like, it's OTAs. Like, I can't tell you how many times I got 
into it with players, teammates, coaches, like knocking the ball out of the quarterback hand. But I'm telling you, I'm like, listen, this, I'm not practicing half speed or I'm not stopping when I get close to the quarterback. Like, I'm not going to lay out the quarterback, but like I'm practicing what I'm getting ready to do during the season. And like all training camp, it's the same shit. Like I'm going 100 miles an hour every day and they know it's coming. The old linemen are just like, they look at me like, here we go again. Yeah. But I'm never... Like for me, my biggest thing is like, if you're an old lineman and we're going to go at it, like don't be a tough guy half the time. And then sometimes want to be buddy, yeah. buddy. You don't have to question what I'm, how I'm practicing or how hard I'm going. I'm, I know one speed. So like, that's the thing. Some guys don't like it. If you don't, the guys that don't like it, then I, you know, I don't think they should be on the field. You know what I mean? Cause they're not trying to get better. And that's just like, that's how I think I'm like, but the guys that stand up to me, I like, I gain that respect from them. I'm like, all right, I can, I can, I can respect that. You know what's interesting about that, Max, is I know Aaron Donald pretty good. And they, they, they'd they say the exact same thing in L.A. Like, it's going to be a walkthrough, Max. Like, he's coming at you in a walkthrough. He's going to win it. And so I tell young players, Max, all the time, I'm like, don't get beat in a walkthrough. Don't ever get beat because it's a mentality. Like, yeah. you're out there in a walkthrough, Aaron Donald, Max Crosby's on the field. Don't let them beat you. I don't care if it's a Friday walkthrough, Saturday morning walkthrough. Like, they're going at their tempo. Don't let them interrupt you from your greatness. Like, make step yourself up. You know, step yeah. up to the plate. No, it's so true. And like you said, like, everything everything you do and everything that, like, you put your mind into, the how you think, how you talk, like, all that stuff matters. And like you said, like, from a walkthrough, like, you could ask my teammates. I'm out there in cleats <laughs> and gloves, like, no matter what, if we're going half speed, I'm going to finish on top. Like, I'm going to finish winning the rush. I don't care if it's in slow-mo. I'm going to finish winning because in my mind, if you train your mind to always be winning, you're always you're going to have a more, you know, higher possibility of doing this. You're not going to be surprised when it happens. So, like, everything I do, even in the weight room, no matter what it is, like, I'm always trying to do more than the next man. And I'm competing with myself every single day. So that's that's where that mindset comes from. What's it been like, Max? The the last, since the the change at coach, how, you know, how's Antonio been? And it feels like you guys have life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, AP has been awesome. Um, he's a former player, played at a high level, former captain as well, so he knows how to lead men. And um, you know, everyone's just been bought in. Um, it's tough. Anytime you lose a coach in the middle of the season, it's not easy. Um, but. I guess fortunately and unfortunately I've had to do it before you know it's not the first <laughs> time I've had to deal with it. so uh, you know guys like me Josh Jacobs um you know we've we've been through it before so um you know we're just staying true to who we are and like AP is truly embracing bringing that Raider way back and like the way I play is like that's when I signed with the Raiders when they drafted me like I was fully bought in, like, yes, I like this is perfect for me. This is exactly who I am. I, I want to bring that back. And so, like, now, like, AP fully embracing that, like, all the guys are like, yes, we're going to bring the old Raiders back. So, we're smoking cigars and people like, oh, you beat two New York teams. Who cares? I'm like, no, like, who, fuck y'all, we're going to smoke our cigars. And, and it really just, it is what it is. <laughs> we want to bring that right away back. That's what I like. That's what I love. I, I feel like, that's the it's the greatest organization in the, in the NFL and like there's only one Raiders there's 31 teams and one Raiders so we want to bring that back and just you have know, fun and he is fully you know embracing you know, us you know what's like, interesting but, Max I got to know Al Davis and I yeah. worked with John Madden for 12 years at Fox and they yeah. were Raiders and I worked with Howie Long 
And I, when I played with the Cowboys, Max, we trained in Thousand Oaks, but we always scrimmaged the Raiders, who were at Oxnard, every summer. And yep. it was a complete war. I'll never forget, like, grabbing, like, Golik's face mask right off his helmet. Like, it was, we knew it was going to be a fight. But what was funny about it, though, Max, was literally we fought, like, almost every play. And that's just how the scrimmage went. Yeah. And they did it. They would sit on their helmets, you know, and they would, like, laugh at us. We're, like, got our chin straps buckled. We got our shirts tucked in. We're the Cowboys. They're the Raiders. Totally different. Yeah. But at the end of the scrimmage, Max, we all went out afterwards. We parted our asses off together. Like, we knew it was going to be a war. But yeah. the thing I wanted to say, like, inside Allegiant Stadium, they got the flame. Al Davis's flame. I think it's the coolest tribute to anybody in this whole business. And the one thing about Al, like, he had, he had a couple little peculiarities. Like, he knew, when he knew you, he knew where you went to high school, where, where you grew up, who you He knew everything about you. It was like his mentality. Like, it's almost like reading a scout report, Matt, Max. Like, he, he knew everything about the opponent because he was just trying to find that weakness that he could beat you with. And Madden was the exact same way. You could never watch enough tape to outdo John Madden. Like, that's why he was in a bus all the time. He was watching film or eating or telling stories, but that, it was just celebrating being a Raider. Yeah, no, it's it's legendary. You know, that's the only word to describe it. I wish I had the, the pleasure to meet Al Davis, but um, me and Mark, you know, have a great relationship and that whole family. So, yeah, I hear stories all day. We still have guys, you know, in the training room and in the equipment room that were here, that have been here 30, 40 years, and they got stories for days. So I'm always asking them. <laughs> I need a new story every week, damn near, just hearing <laughs> about the whole crazy, you know, back in the day how it was, like, it was a whole different, you know, whole different animal. And everybody wanted to be a Raider. And that's what, you know, I want to bring back. Max, but about, about your play right now. It's one thing to go full speed, to have the mentality that you have, to be great 1% every day, all that stuff. But, but it's another thing to, like, have all of the skills, Max, to defeat any block that comes at you. Like, I saw you doing your martial arts on the field Sunday before the game. So I know that's a big part of your training. But literally, I don't know anybody else in the league, and I'm not saying this because you're on, on this pod with me, but I don't know anybody else that can defeat every kind of block that comes at you. You get triple teamed, you get doubled, you get chipped, you get trapped. Every single way that they can block you, they do, and you have a way to defeat everyone. Like, how do you train like that to be able to see all that that fast and then react? Yeah, you know, uh, Rod Marinelli, um, you know, we've had this conversation before, but Rod Marinelli's been arguably, you know, if not the biggest impact, you know, on my entire career, just from a mental, like the physical part, of course, you know, him being my yeah. coach, but like mental part is where, you know, he separates himself from any coach I've ever been with. Um, he still talks to me. We just saw, we were on the phone yesterday. Like he knows exactly when to call me at the right time. What he already knows what I'm thinking before we even pick up the phone. So like, the, when it comes to going out there to answer your question, like his philosophy was you got to do it a million times right in practice to do it once right in the game. Yeah. And like, that's how detailed you have to be, you know, being a defensive lineman. And like, for me, I, all that matters to me. Like there's obviously outside noise. You talk about cigars and you talk about the Raider way and all the, all this stuff, like all that stuff is awesome. And it's, it's great, you know, for the fans, for us, like it's awesome. But Marinelli always brings it back to the beginning. He's like, listen, it, go back to the basics. He goes, all that matters 
is you being a great football player and playing a great and, be, and getting better today than you did yesterday. And like, that's how my mentality works. And that's, and, and he's a big part of that. It's just like fully embracing that. All right, I'm going to practice. I have a mission. I know exactly what I need to work on, how, how I can improve from the week before. Like there was a couple, couple plays where I stood up where I didn't need to stand up because they're trying to mess with me with the chip block or the, or the receiver trying to fake crack me, like seeing too much. Like there's a few plays I can go over, but like, that's the little, th the little thing is I could play 80 snaps and 75 are good. But if those five plays yeah. that's they stay were not you. good, it's stuck in my brain. Like thinking of the intentional grounding of Zach Wilson, I'm like, hold the damn ball. But I've in my head, I'm like, I should have just took the ball off his chest. It should have been a strip sack. You know what I mean? And then end of the game, I'm a, I'm, I almost sacked him twice in one play and I don't get home. And then earlier on that drive, I've came underneath one on the inside and was like this close from the ball and hit him and he completed a pass downfield. Like those are the plays like that shit's been bothering me ever since the game. And I'm like, damn, I really should have. But for me, it's like, I'm gonna let that motivate me and help me for the next week. And that's are literally always, how my mind is. Are you always, wild? it's all like, you know, what's fascinating. You, you got, there was a play you get against the Giants. You get triple teamed, right? And yeah. you twist, you make, you turn and then you chase the ball opposite feet. Like you knew exactly where the play was going. Are, is is that instinctual? Are you watching? Like I, I'd love to get inside your mind when you're getting triple team like that, and then you make the play. Yeah, I, I remember that play. I think, you know, f you know, instincts is a part of it, but you know, being a left defensive end, you know, the quarterback can see you better than his blind side, so he can feel pressure coming a little bit better. So for me, I was setting up the move like I was hitting Evan Neal with like. I was going speed and speed and speed and then eventually hit him with power and then end up unfortunately hurting him. But um, <laughs> I end up hitting him with the outside spin and I beat him clean on that play. And it felt great, but Saquon, I thought Saquon would leave because you know, if you go for an inside move, most of the time the chipper would be like, okay, he's gone and I'm gonna get out for my route. So I went for the inside, for the outside spin, and he stayed in and ended up hitting me and kind of trapping me in there. So immediately in my head, I'm like, oh, here, I know this quarterback's about to take off because I had no contain. So I was like panic mode, like get out and take off. And he just went running to the sideline and ended up getting credited for a sack on that. But, um, yeah, it's just things like that. Like every quarterback's different. Every team is different. They're going to throw different things at me, but like, I'm always trying to stay 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And that starts with my training. It starts immediately after the game. I get in the cold tub, hot tub. Like I'm always just trying to find ways to start and stay ahead. So that's why when you talk about defeating all these blocks, like I see them a million times, I go over them a million times in practice. And I believe I have the strength and the quickness and the hand speed and the timing and, and distance to beat any block. And that's, that's how I carry myself every day. Max, real quick, I was just thinking about this. Your fourth-round pick. Yeah. There's Jason Taylor is in the Hall of Fame. He was a fourth-round pick out of Akron. Akron. You know, yeah. Jared Allen should be in the Hall of Fame maybe one day. He was out of Idaho State, fourth-round pick. Kevin yeah. Green of the Steelers was a fourth-round pick. At, there's something about mid-round picks, Max, that it's like the chip, and you've, you've described a lot of this stuff. But, like, the chip never goes away of all yeah. these. And you see all these first-round picks, Max. You know, some of them work out. Some of them don't. But you see all these guys that get the measurables. They have this. They come from the big school. You see all this stuff. There's something about a small school, Eastern Michigan, Akron, 
a chip that never leaves you. Do you feel that way? No question. I think that's, you know, the biggest thing that people miss when it comes to the draft is what's in your heart and what's in your mind. You, you got to be, you got to really love it and you got to be obsessed with being better than you were the day before. And that's what I feel like. You could watch all the film in the world and sit there and be like, okay, he is, but you don't really know until you get in person and you see him every day and how they act and how they react to certain things. And like, that's the thing you can't go into a draft process and say, oh yeah, he's the strongest minded guy. Nobody ever talks about that. Oh, he's got the biggest heart in the draft. No, they talk about, oh, he's the fastest guy. And he, I've seen it a million times. Like, I can't even tell you, like there was, I think, Oh, D tackles and D linemen in general, there was over, you know, I think 12, 13 taken before me in the draft. And I was sitting, I was training with a lot of these guys and I seen them on a daily basis. And I knew, I told Rachel, my wife, I, obviously we talk about this all the time, but like, I told her, I'm like, he's not, no, he's not going to do it. He's you, already know. <laughs> you already knew. I'm going to the club and we got the draft in a month and a half. Like, I'm like, no way. And then just training with them and going against them, like, Seeing all these guys, I'm like, I'm I'm gonna be better than him, 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 him. I already know, and like that's what motivates motivated me. Once I got to the combine, all that stuff, like seeing that in person, that's what the scouts and the coaches and GMs kind of miss on. They don't really know how it is. And as a player, Baldy, you know the same thing. It's like with when you're with a certain guy and you see certain things happen. Once you're like away from them, you're like, well, I'm not surprised. It's because you know how they are as a person and how, what gets them ticking and like. That's the thing you can't measure at a combine. It's just your heart and your mind. And uh, you got to have that obsession to be great. And uh, if you don't, um, it doesn't matter how much intangibles you have. It, 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 it won't work. Hey, Max, real quick, I know you got you got other things to do here today. Yeah, no I want you to speak to Raider Nation here. Do you have enough in the room, Max, to really build on the two games that you just won with AP as the head coach? Is there enough in the room, Max? To go to wherever you got to go, Miami, whatever's coming up on the schedule, that yeah. you can continue the winning ways of what you've done over the last two weeks? 100%. There's zero doubt in my mind. You know, at the end of the day, we're all in the NFL. Everyone is great at what they do. We're a very small, select group of people that are able to do this. And it's any given Sunday. You know what I mean? If you look back at the beginning of October and you've seen the landscape of the NFL, you would think this team's going to the Super Bowl. This team's never going to win a game. And now you look now, you're yep. like, holy, it's a whole different landscape. So we're worried about the right now. And that's all that matters. We're worried about today, recovering. And tomorrow we get ready for practice and get better. So, um, yeah, you know, no matter what, we anytime I go out there, I believe I have enough impact. And I know my brothers, you know, can go out there and do what they can do and uh, go help us win games. So, yeah, 100%. And you can see it. Like, you, you can see you guys. You, you feel different. You know, like it, it feels like, wow, that Raider, especially that Raider defense, man. It feels like you guys are back. No doubt. You know, we have a lot of a room to grow, but that's like, that's what I've always wanted. Like the Raider defense, you think about Raiders, yeah. you think about defense. Ted Hendricks, freaking Howie Long, George Atkins. Yeah. Matuzak. Yeah. Matuzak, Lyle Zeta, like real killers. Like those dudes were yeah. different. And, like, for me, I've always wanted to be a part of leading a great Raider defense. And, like, we're starting to show it, but we got a lot of work to do. So, we got to go to Miami this week and go and go get after them. So, we're excited. I know that. All right. Last thing, I need you. I need you, brother. So, Anthony, get over here. This He's got a game tonight. My son is in eighth grade, right? And he plays defensive end. Get in here, I, man. Go, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, Mr. Crosby. All right. Get in here. 
and uh, come down. And uh, t- what, what's advice you got for him? I would say the number one thing is just be relentless. At the end of the day, talent is one thing, but you like I just told them, your mind and your heart are more powerful than anything. So just go out there and, and attack from start to finish, and everything will be taken care of from then on. Okay. Max, yeah. say thank you. Mr. Crosby, get nuts! <laughs> Max, thanks for your time, buddy. Condor! We, we, we need some Condor sweatshirts, Max. Send them this way right, here. No, we'll take care of my boy you. here. Yes, sir. No doubt. All right, buddy. We'll watch you this weekend, Max. Good luck to you, man. Thanks Thanks for the time, buddy. I'm with Anthony Gargano Jr., who's got a playoff game tonight. He's playing tackle, offensive tackle, and defensive end. So here's the game here, Anthony. The whole game, whether you're playing at your level right now, right, or you're playing in the NFL, the whole game is feet and hands, okay? Being able to move your feet and move your hands together. So if you're an offensive tackle, like, get your hands up like this. Like, I want you, like, a knee bent right here, okay? And you want to be able to shoot your hands, okay? Like, to be able to shock guys, all right? So, you, the guy comes at you right here, and I want you to be able to step, keep your knees bent, and shoot your hands like this, your thumbs up. And then once you get them on the guy, then you grip them, okay? So, let me just see you shoot your hands like this with your knees bent, shoot your hands, and then grab, like you're going to grab like the torso right here. Go ahead, let's, yeah, yeah, that's good. So I can hear it, like, bam, you want to shock them. They come to you, you shock them with your hands. Shock, shock, okay? And then the other thing here, and just from a- How about not holding, making sure you get your inside. Open your hands inside right here. If you put your thumbs up, put your thumb up like this. If you put your thumbs up, it locks your elbow. And then it becomes like a, like literally a steel iron uh, girder right here. You can't you can't get these hands off you like that. So that's that that's like a coaching point. When your thumbs up, your elbows lock. So that's a little thing right there. But then the other thing is, you if you're the right tackle and like you got your your staggered feet like this, you don't want anybody to be able to come inside you. You don't want to get beat inside. So you always want this hand when they come to you, be able to keep that inside arm strong. Okay, so that they can't come inside and make them either go through you or around you, okay? So let me just see you like knees bent right here, your hands up like this, okay? And if I if I try to knock these hands down, like you're just gonna be able to come right back around, all right? So if, if you have your hands out and I'm the defensive lineman, I try to knock them down, yeah, you just keep that up. And if I come into you, you keep that strong right there so that I can't come inside of you right there. So that's like the right tackle, that's good stuff. And then for a defensive end, honestly, like you want to have your, you can either stand in a, you like a two-point stance or a three-point stance. Two so if you're in a two-point stance and you're the left end here, Ant, right? So you have like your, your back foot up right here, or back foot, your, your outside foot back right here, and they come at you right here. You want to be able to shock them again with your hands. You want to be able to step and control everything in front of you. Any blocker that's come at you, whether it's an offensive tackle or a tight end or it's a scoop, you want to be able to lead with your hands and control. So we call stacking, stacking, and then you grab them and shed. We stack and we shed. We stack and we shed to get rid of the block and then keep your eyes up to see what's going on, whether it's a pass or the running back coming at you. So let me just see you just step, like right foot, 
like this step with a power step right here with your hands to shock whoever's coming at you. So just give me a little step. Yeah, a little, little more knee bend, a little more knee bend right there. Get a little bit lower, get down here, bam, bam, yeah, like that. And just, poof, like you want to really shock that, uh, that offensive player coming at you right here. And you don't, want, you don't want them to come into your body. You want to keep this clean right here because if they get into your body, they're going to move you. That's what they want to do. They're going to put their helmet, their hands into you. So if you can keep them away from you, keep them off of you, then you can control them, you can shed them, you can get rid of them, and then you can go make the tackle. Do it. Shed. Let me see you shed. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yes. Like violent, think violent hands. Like you get a free chance to go punch somebody, you know, sometimes. Do it. Bam. Yeah. Let me see it. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so a little right. lower. So we get a little bit lower, but always same thing. It's is you're always stepping with your feet and you're moving with your hands. It's all one movement. So you just get used to like the movement right here, just stepping. Okay. And for whatever angle somebody comes at you, like boom, like you control everything with your hands. You don't want anybody to come into your body. Okay. Here, here we go, go, man. He's ready. <laughs> now go win the game. <laughs> That was freaking awesome. All right. So one of my favorite segments of the week involves meat. Because, mm -hmm. look, this is the meat locker. Yeah. All right. We've always said it. And uh, I still have met you with the tomahawk steaks. I just It's my yeah. favorite. All right. So Baldi's three meats of the week. Now I'm uh, – yeah, I'm hungry. You, nobody grills a steak like you. you well, sure? I mean, I, I grill a lot of steaks, so I get a lot of practice because I'm a carnivore. I just eat steak. That's, that's well, you told me the carnivore diet. The carnivore diet, man. It's the healthiest thing you'll ever do. But anyways. Um, Wait, real quick. What is your secret to making a steak? Like, truly making a great steak. So, here, here, I mean, it's so simple. Like, honestly, I salt my meat, okay? And I have a, an incredibly hot flame with the greatest cuts of meat, and I just sizzle it right on the grill. On one side, I turn the flame down a little bit, and I put the other side. And in six minutes, you've got yourself the best steak you can eat. And yeah, it's, and it's the, the flavor all the way through. Right. And you have, I don't, I don't saute it. I don't, like, I don't do any of that stuff. And I don't use any steak sauce. No, I have a friend of mine that puts, he puts Coca-Cola and stuff in a plastic bag, and he puts his meat in there, and he shakes it up and down. Oh, no, that's the, he wants the sugar glaze. Oh, God. Oh, that's horrible. It's horrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Baldy. All right? Don't listen. In the off-season, Baldy's grill tips. He's got a greenhouse. Do you know this? Well, of course. I mean, i got to grow your herbs. you got to grow your herbs, man. You know, So I got, like, my it's rosemary growing. I got all Basil. my peppers growing. I got all my citrus. The peppers are fantastic. The peppers, like, you know. You, I'm you, a pepper man. Well, if you have a... a if you have a Hungarian wax pepper, there's nothing hotter in the world. So you gave me one. Do you remember you gave me one? I cut it up. Yeah. All right. I told you, like just a, just a little touch. I cut it up, and I I made it. They call it in Italian, it's a pasta called aioia. Yeah. It's garlic aioia. and oil. Yeah. And pepper. Right. And I used your Hungarian wax pepper with the pasta and the garlic and yeah, oil. Yeah. It was. Yeah, you spice it up. You'll spice it up. It was delicious. You got to dilute it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm a, I, I'm a, I got a green thumb. I can grow anything. I can grow yeah. roses. I can grow palm trees. I can grow citrus. You know, like I'm always looking to figure something. I got grapes growing all, you know, all summer. You can so make Baldi's wine. We do. We, 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 when we have good vintages, we make the wine. Yeah. 
All right, I'm serious. We, the two things that you, for future parts of the show, will be Baldy's Travels, because mm-hmm. we both love uh, traveling. Yeah. And uh, our culinary segment. Yeah. So make sure you, you hang with us. All right. Three meats of the week. Let's go number three. Who you got? Let's go uh, Quinn Miners, the right guard for the Denver Broncos. Denver just won their third game in a row, just beat the Buffalo Bills. And there were some plays in this game from Quinn. He's coming down, and we went online. It's got over a million views. Like, look, Terrell Bernard is a great player for the Buffalo Bills, the inside linebacker. Like, he threw him. Like, he literally hit him, and he tossed him. Like, it was like a shot put. And his body is, like, flying. He bounced off the turf. He threw him so far. And then there's a uh, there's a third and one play where Russell Wilson sticks it right behind him. And he comes off so low. Like, he's as low. Like, he's on the curb. He's that low. Like, that type of leverage. And he power-stepped. Got that foot in the ground. And he snapped his hips. Low, and, and, and low. He, he rolled, Get low, dude. He rolled Phillips, the nose tackle, out. And Phillips got so pissed off about it. Like, four yards after he drove him, yeah. he ripped his helmet off and threw it. And his bucket's just rolling on the ground last night in Buffalo. So, Quinn Miners. You know, and he's like, uh, Quinn Miners is one of these... Um, he looks like he should be um, in a gladiator movie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he looks like he should be in the ring, yeah. you know, taking on whatever. A tiger. A tiger. <laughs> he has that, he has sort of like that uh, that look of yeah. a barbarian. Yeah, yes. Like let's throw the barbarian out there against the tiger, see what happens. Yeah, That's that. kind of how he plays. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like yeah. he has that sort of don't give a flying look to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when he hits you, he moves you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. All right, meet number two. So let's go to Minnesota. Minnesota's on a roll, right? Nobody, the only team with a five-game win streak in the league right now is the Vikings. That's unbelievable. So coincided with this five-game win streak is they lost Ezra Cleveland, their left tackle. And he was a good player, you know, next to Darisol and in between Bradbury. That was a good left side. But they lost Ezra. So they signed Dalton Reisner. I know Dalton since he was at Kansas State. Like the little apple, Manhattan. Oh, and Kansas. you were big doing 12, big 12 games. All the time. So I was, you know, Dalton was the captain of the team. He was a five year player. He was I a great guy. Down Texas. Can't, you're oh, yeah. We were like, we, all those games in the Midwest, right? Flying to Kansas City, you know, you do Kansas State on a Saturday afternoon, do the Chiefs on Sunday. I mean, it was just, it was just you know, barbecue and football. But, anyways, Dalton gets signed five weeks ago and he starts. They're literally 5 and 0 with him at left guard. So you watch him right now. There's a play um, in the last win, you know, they, they just went and beat the, the Saints, right? So, you know, he's blocking his guy, blocking his guy. And then there's a play down the field, and he takes off. And, you know, they can't get the, the player to the ground, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's T.J. Hawkinson. They can't get T.J. Hawkinson down, right? So the Hawk is like, they, everybody's trying to get him. And Dalton Reisner comes and just cleans up the whole mess. Knocks them all down. Yeah. And, you know, it's like everybody's. It was, true. It was unbelievable. It looked like a bowling ball. Like yeah. He knocked down all the pins. Yeah. So, and right. And then, and then he, he stands up and he does this, like, karate yeah, kick yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end. You know, like the karate kid. And I was like, that's a meat. That's a meat. You know, so I, like, I put that out there that's on social media. I said, like, Dalton Reiser was playing it. Like, I yeah. always thought Dalton Reiser, was, I don't know, understood how Denver even got rid of him. I always thought he was a good player. Thought he, was a, he was a left tackle at Kansas State. He's been a left guard in Denver. They cut him loose, new change, coaches, all that stuff happens. He's out there on the street. Anybody could have signed him. He's playing great football in Minnesota right now. All right. The top meet of the week. 
So, look, this team, the Houston Texans, obviously uh, we want to talk about C.J. Stroud. Yeah, we will coming up. With well, protecting his backside is Larry Tunsil. So his, he goes by the, the, the moniker of King. He's the King Tunsil. And, you know, I've teased him in the past that he's a little bit boring to break down because he's so freaking consistent. Like every, his first set on the first play of the game looks exactly like his last set on the last play of the game. And in between, it's just this model of consistency. But now they've got Titus Howard playing next to him. And this week, Devin Singletary went for 150. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. he was always a great pass player. Yeah. But now, like, like, that left side is a good left side. Yeah. And they're moving people. Singletary has 150 yards against a good Saints defense. And, you know, there's Cam uh, Jordan over there rushing him. Like, I thought Laramie Tunsil was outstanding. He's, he is. Uh, question. Did uh, I love your meats. Did you did you think of uh, Pernay Sewell as a – did he did well, come no, up as a No, no, let me tell you. So, you know, I went I back. Did, I mean, we, we, watched, ah, we watched him in the run game. My God. Yeah, like, honestly, like, we could give the meat to Pernay every week. Yeah. Because there's going to be some plays in there that really nobody else can really do. Yeah. Like, nobody can really just move bodies. Yeah. The way he can move bodies, and he's 23 years old. I could, Panay will get the meats as the season goes on, only because you could give it to him every week. Yeah, so you can eat the meat all the time. Yeah, no. you're right on. All right, time now. Cuz loves quarterbacks. All right, I love quarterbacks. So our segment every week, where we give out the three stars quarterbacks, the mm -hmm. best performances of the week. So, uh, look, I'm guilty. I'm going to raise my hand. This C.J. Stroud, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the dude, I, you know what it is? I'm so, like, enamored because rookies aren't supposed And I didn't expect it from him. I thought he would be good. But I didn't expect this kid to be this good. Outside of maybe the first game, we haven't seen him struggle. Like, he hasn't. There's no struggle. Like, that's the thing that's amazing. Everybody struggles at that Peyton struggled. Yes. Like, everybody struggles. Like, there's no struggle. And he's winning games at the end, and he's going up against his deep. In Cincinnati. Yes. He goes, like, all right. That's so a good coordinator. Number three, right? Lou Anaru, yeah, he's number three. But, you but, but you know, this is like, um, I remember I remember at the Combine this year, you know, he, he threw. Remember, Bryce Young didn't throw. Yeah, yeah. CJ threw. So, you know, our buddy, we'll get him on, um, Daniel Jeremiah. He's yep. our draft expert at the NFL. He's awesome. And, you know, he said after CJ Stroud threw, like, some people look at these throwing sessions. Some people get a lot of that. I don't get a particular lot out of it. If I saw it live, I would. I like seeing quarterbacks throw live. Um, but Daniel Jeremiah yeah, said, "I want to see the ball. How the ball? I want to see the ball comes yeah. out. I want to. I see, want to hear it. I want to. I want to see the whole thing. I want to see like if, if is it over the top delivery? How easy does does it flick out of their hands? Like all this stuff you can see. So I remember Daniel Jeremiah saying, "That's the best throwing session." that he could remember. Wow. Now, you think about all the quarterbacks that have come through the combine. He's oh, been yeah. doing this a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of quarterbacks. And he said, that's the, that's the, and, and part of what he said was, he just makes it look easy. It's a catchable ball. It comes out. It's not like burning hot. You know, it's just a nice, easy, compact release, good delivery. And that's what he's doing. Like, nobody knew that Noah Brown could just go out and catch 160 yards of passes in a game. Like, he never did that in Dallas. Like, he did that back-to-back. -back. Like, he's doing – Dalton Schultz is now looking like an elite tight end. 
Like, he's been a good player in Dallas. Now he's like the go-to guy in certain situations. But every situation, whatever it calls for, the touch and the vision, it's been remarkable. And everybody, everybody is, has the same feeling when you watch it. You don't even have to study. If you just no, you have watch. Yeah, watch the game. You watch, watch it live. Watch the game. You can see it. Yeah. You know? And so everybody's sort of commenting on it right now. Like, everybody's got some platitude about it. But it, it but the big thing is, like, it's poised under pressure. Nothing's too big. And not just all the throws, but how easy he makes them. It's, it's uncanny. So... Here it is, Cincinnati. You're on the road against a really good team, a team who's back, who's hot. On the other side is all-world Joe Barrow, right? And this kid, another. first of all, they're winning the whole game. Cincinnati comes back, takes the lead. I, I don't know how many times you saw that. When the team that's the better team, in quotation marks, comes all the way back, that's usually how it ends. Yeah. Right? No, we had one more chapter. He comes back and leads him down the field again. Yeah, two weeks in a row. It's unreal. Finishes the game with another ridiculous Tank 23 Dell. out of 36, 356 yards, another game-winning drive. Do you know right now that he leads all quarterbacks in passing yards Yeah. in the season? It's unreal. He leads the league in passing yards. And by the yards. way, he didn't have his, his – his, uh, Nico Collins was out last week. Yeah. Next guy up. Tank Dell steps up. Yeah. Dalton, you know, Noah Brown. Not, not, just kept moving on. It's uncanny. All right. This, our second best quarterback performance. I mean, this is what you can't deny. I know it's the Giants, and I know that they're a dead team. Yeah. But that. you can't deny but these that numbers. Kid. I mean, so he accounts for five touchdowns, throws four, runs one. He's 404 yards. I mean, Brandon Cooks. Who remember we last week we talked about? I Where said, is he? But well, he looks—he doesn't look like he's part of the offense. I was like, should they get Brandon Cooks involved? Well, they did. Mm -hmm. 173 yards to Brandon Cooks. Uh, I mean, how do you 400 yards? Dak, man, sometimes he can look incredible. He's like the greatest tease that, like, you know, of quarterbacks because he he's always—he so always, always has over the course of any season, he always has. Awesome numbers. Like he's always going to throw for a lot of yards. Like right now, C.D. Lamb, in the last three games, has 34 catches for 500 yards and three touchdowns. Like if you just prorate three games, like you're talking about 2,500 yards yeah. in receiving. Yeah. Like nobody could cover him right now. Yeah. Everybody's tried. In Philadelphia, they couldn't cover him. They can't. Right? They didn't have a guy that could cover him. Yeah. Nobody the Giants could cover him. Yeah. They tried all kinds of different things. And so they're getting the ball to C.D. But Dak, I, it does start with protection. Like Tyron Smith, Tyler, Zach, uh, you know, Biotish, like they're playing really well up front. Yeah, I. but again, it's uncanny. He had one of those weeks, and like that's where you can't deny the those, talent. those numbers. And, and yeah, you know. and the talent. Yeah. You know, yeah. the ball's coming out. He's really good. All right. So I'm real excited because I, our top quarterback performance to me was obvious. And I, look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've never been the biggest Brock Purdy fan. I, I go, what, what, why would you? What 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 did you see or not see that you didn't think he was all of that? Like what uh, what held you back? His size. I mean, I was the sizest. Okay. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, look, I'm not saying he was hard. Like I watched every one of his snaps, I and I thought, you know, he listen, played well on a good team. Right? Played his role, his role. You didn't want to call it game manager, all that stuff, whatever. 
But, you know, but, they, but that's the guy. I also saw him, you know, his size was always an issue. He gets hurt in that game. And, you know. Okay, hurt against Philly. You know, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, he's. And, and, and again, this is not a slight, but I do prefer my quarterbacks to be. 6-3 okay. with right. the big hands that has a rocket arm. I mean, that's just So it's interesting. It like, this week, I'm going to San Francisco. Yeah. And so San Francisco plays Tampa, so I'm calling the game. So I was out there last year. So his first action in the NFL was um, Garoppolo gets hurt against the Miami Dolphins, and he comes in and takes over for him, like, in the second quarter. So he plays really well against the Dolphins. So it's interesting. You know, he wears number 13 yeah. for a reason. Yeah. He's a Dan Marino fan. Yeah. His dad was a Miami Dolphin fan. Yeah. He grew up a Dolphin fan. Dan Marino is at the game last year uh, when he goes in. And, it, like, it, it's almost a surreal we moment share that. for him. He's our favorite, my favorite player. Yes. So he, it, it's almost a surreal moment for him. He's seeing Dan Marino on the sideline, and he's playing against the Dolphins, and he's carving them up. So, anyways, the next week, his first start was against Tampa. So I was doing the game out there. And I was asking the guys – McCaffrey, Debo, like Kittle. I'm asking, like, what what aren't I seeing about this guy? Like, why was he so good? And Debo was like, uh, I go, this is what I saw, Debo. So I remember this conversation with him. I go, I saw, uh, I saw the ability to escape, the ability to step up in the pocket, to make a play beyond the X's and O's, and then fearless throwing the ball over the middle. And he goes, okay, yeah, all those things. Anything else? I go, well, he, he looks like he knows the offense cold inside and out. He goes, yep, he does get that too. Like, they were all in agreement. Like, he was the real deal. Now, sometimes... Now, again, part of it is, too, like, Shanahan's a great coach. He's a great coach. Right? And I'm thinking, nah, you know, that offense, like, Shanahan spoon feeds you. Right? Like, he's this, that good. Yeah. Like, you're not changing a lot of plays. Right. How Shanahan calls a play. Right. Like, you're running the play. Um, there's not a lot of freelance in there right. for the quarterback. But... You know, the guy knows how to get a harm's way. Like, his movement is elite. Like, he's like everything I see, a, what a great – like, if you put Joe Montana in your category, physically, arm, like, he's not going to be where you want your quarterback. But what did Joe do? Like, Joe just ran this incredibly sophisticated offense, and he just carved you up every Sunday. And when the game was the biggest, like Super Bowl Sunday, he was the MVP. So – I say all that to say he's our top quarterback yes. of the week. I give him all the hearts in the world because on one side is Sunshine, who I love. I love him at Clemson. I mean, I always thought Lawrence was like, like, I remember Peyton and I think in Peyton while wow, at Tennessee, because I, I went years ago, I did a cl- I went to class with Peyton in tenth at Tennessee. That was writing a story. Uh, on him for the New York Post. He had come back for the fifth year, if you remember. Yep. And he let me win the championship. I spent a week in Knoxville, and I went to class with him. All right. And I just remember watching that whole year going, oh, this dude's going to be one of the greatest ever. And I thought Andrew Luck was going to be like that, too. And then, of course, he got hurt. And I thought Lawrence was the same thing. I okay. go, this Lawrence is just ridiculous. Yeah. He can move. He's tall. He's got a great arm. You know, he's just incredible. And on the field... Mr. Irrelevant. One guy was the real deal, yeah. and the other guy wasn't. And look, nothing against Lawrence, but Brock Purdy was amazing. And you know what? You said a word. You said an adjective that I think is the reason why. Fearless. He's fearless. The dude's got 
just onions. Yeah. <laughs> he got onions. So you know all they had, day long. So they had the bye week, right? So you know everybody's trying to figure out what's wrong with the 49ers. 17 point offense. Uh, he's turned the ball over. All this stuff. So I told him, I said, look, like nobody wants to turn the ball over, but you don't want to put the guy in a shell and have him play conservative. Like the, the reason why he's been good and the reason why everybody gets the ball is because he's fearless and he sees the field and he's not afraid to pull the trigger. Like if he has to back off of that, I think he loses his mojo. And so he stayed aggressive, dig routes over the middle, the double pump. You know, to get Kittle free. Oh, that we talked about that throw. That throw was ridiculous. Yeah. Pump out. Yeah. So he, he couldn't even follow through. He's right yeah. in the eye of a storm. He's got yeah. four defensive linemen hitting him. But Purdy. I mean, he's like I'm, I'm I can't wait to like, you know, to see him live, watch him warm up. Because, you know, he has that that exterior where you're like, nothing ever seems to ruffle him. Doesn't matter how hard he gets hit, you know, whatever. Like even when he got hit in Philadelphia in the championship game. And he's on the sideline. Nobody knows that the you know the ligaments torn yeah, in the elbow. Yeah, no arm. Like, yeah, no arm. People yeah. are like, ah, you know, he's like, he's got to get tough. I'm like, nah. but he's not even like showing any emotion yeah. about it. Yeah, nah. he knows it's done. No, nah, that kid's tough. That kid, listen, he was he was tough in college, and I like those quarterbacks that play five years, right? That just have to sling it and get beat up and. You know I like funny? that. Like Matt Campbell was his coach at Iowa State. He recruited him. He's out of Arizona. Yeah. So I remember I was doing a lot of Iowa State games up. So I'm up there, names Iowa, and uh, so Matt Campbell, like he's he's a highly recruited kid. Okay. Like a lot of people wanted uh, Brock Purdy. So Iowa State gets him, and you know at the time they had, you know they had a bunch of good running backs and they had a couple of receivers. But anyways, he's the best quarterback, but he doesn't start him right away. He's like, we're not in a rush here. Like, so, like, the first three or four games, they played this other kid. And I think we were just playing against Kansas. Like, at, at that time, Kansas wasn't much. So, like, he throws him in there, like, in the second or third quarter. I forget. I think I was doing a game. And that was his first introduction. And then he started every game after that. But, like, to Matt Campbell's credit, he's like, yeah, he's 18 years old. He's highly recruited. Everybody expects him to be all world. Like, let's just bring him along a little slow. And sometimes that's a good approach. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations, Brock Purdy. All right, that's going to do it for us. Listen, tomorrow we go around the league, all right? We get you set. It's a football Friday. We're always here to celebrate because yeah. we love the sport. That's why we do this. So we'll see you then. Thanks. Y'all silly like the mayor.